I saw an interesting survey the other day, the, uh, a Gallup survey. They're usually, usually pretty reliable. And uh, it, it was a survey that was measuring the, the, uh, the rate of global suffering. So uh, yours truly, being a, uh, an American-Israeli by choice, uh, American living in Israel for the past 22 and a half years, I, I quickly I thumbed down the list, the results, and, and it was interesting to see that, um, that only 4% of Israelis who responded to the to the questions of the Gallup survey were defined as people whose lives causes them misery. Only four percent of Israelis were pretty 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 high up on the list there in terms of, of suffering. Hmm. The uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the worst. <laughs> no, you, you, it might be interesting. The Bulgaria. Bulgaria took first place for the third year in a row. 39% of the respondents were defined as as suffering. And uh, Iran was not far behind with with 31% rating their lives poorly enough to be be considered suffering. And not far behind are Syria and Lebanon with 29%. And uh, so according to the survey, at least a quarter of the world's population is defined as suffering. Now, now, if you look at the other side, the other side of the coin, you, you look at countries like Iceland, Qatar, Sweden, Norway, the United Arab, Arab uh, Emirates, only 1% of the citizens there were defined as suffering. They're, so so along with Israel, where we were a little below, but still still doing pretty well at 4%, but, but we're in the same category with the United States, France, Britain, Belgium, South Africa, Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan, among among other countries. Very interesting. Very interesting. The uh, the results. The, you know the, the typical Gallup telephone poll, and, and and they classify the respondents as as thriving, struggling, or suffering according to how how they rate their current and their future lives on a on a scale of of zero to ten. That's, that's what they did. You know, interesting. The uh, also interesting. I saw that this was a survey measuring suffering, but but on the other surveys where they measure happiness, uh, Israel's also high up there. A very high level of satisfaction with our lives here. The the, the United Nations World Happiness Report released. Uh, in September, ranked Israel in 11th place. And, and we were happier here in Israel than New Zealand, United Arab uh, Emirates, United States, Ireland, and Luxembourg. Hey, we're just, uh, we're just uh, happy as pigs in uh, poo here. Marty Roberts here, the Marty Roberts Show. It's Thursday, the 19th of, uh, of December here in Israel and, and elsewhere, depending on what side of the uh, international timeline you might, might be on. Well, well we're, we're, we're finally pretty much dug out of that incredible snowstorm, that incredible blizzard <laughs> that, that we had last week. Un- unbelievable. The, the blizzard delayed by, uh, by a day or two the return of the United States Secretary of State John Kerry 
to to the region. He, he made it. His meeting with uh, Bibi Netanyahu, our, our prime minister, was delayed because of the snow. Not, not only the kids got out of school from snow, but Bibi got out of a meeting with uh, with uh, Kerry due to the snow. And uh, so again, it, it's it's been made it's been made official that after his recent visit, the uh, the United States Secretary of State John Kerry. Uh, he announced that, that the Palestinians have rejected an American outline for security arrangements in the Jordan Valley. The Jordan Valley is, is, is Israel's eastern border. P- perhaps our most, our most uh, important, our most critical security border. I mean, if you look at the map, I know when I, growing up in America, I was uh, uh, geographically pretty challenged. We, we didn't learn geography that well there. But if you look at the map, you'll see to the east of Israel is Syria, Iran, Iraq, all the Arab countries. I mean, we're at peace with Jordan now, but of course the big borders with Jordan. And, and it, it, it's a pretty serious border for the security of Israel. It's got to be maintained or, or we're basically finished here. So, so Kerry came here and presented his plan for for the security of the Jordan Valley, which which the Palestinians claim as theirs, we got we got zillions of Israelis living there. There's a lot of Palestinians living there as well, and uh, so so as a result of the Palestinians rejecting the security plan, Kerry told them that uh, the third phase of releasing Palestinian terrorists from the Israeli prisoners from the Israeli prisons, which was supposed to take place later this month, is going to be delayed by another month. He said, "No freedom for you." That that that's you know, so the uh, <laughs> and according to the Palestinian Authority officials, the the U.S. announcement he finally announced it officially on the delay in releasing the Palestinian security prisoners is uh, is supposed to put pressure on Abu Mazen to cause him to be more flexible in his position regarding the proposed security arrangements. Now now I don't I don't understand one thing here. I mean, we have negotiations going on between two sides who are in conflict, Israel and the Palestinian Authority, and and we're supposed to be sitting down, coming up with ideas, and and America is kind of sponsoring these talks, but they're not supposed to be deciding the outcome of the talks like like as i understand that a negotiator he comes in with ideas he keeps he keeps progress moving he talks to the sides to bridging proposals but but what we see here is the united states coming in and saying okay you guys have got x amount of time i, I think what does it matter they, they gave us a year <laughs> ridiculous it might even be less than that i don't remember but come in and say okay not fast enough here's here's the plan Here's the plan, sign on the dotted line. And neither side particularly likes that because it's not, they don't understand. They don't understand the interests involved here. No matter how, how academic the studies, the, the, the experts, the advisors, they don't, they don't get it. I mean, I mean look, at, look at after World War I when the, the treaty made by people, written by people that don't under, did not understand this, the, the situation in Europe, they created countries they created artificial borders with no understanding of the of the uh, endemic populations of these countries and they put borders dividing countries in ways that guaranteed further struggle by 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 splitting off people by 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 not 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 uh, assigning particular land to the peoples that it should be assigned to they set the stage for the next war 
I mean, it, and, and they're doing the same thing here. They do not understand what's going on here. They do not understand the third party, the fourth party, the fifth party. Do not understand the 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 the, the dynamic. What's, what's actually happening here in the Middle East. So they cannot come in and say, here's the settlement, here's the borders, here's this, here's, here's the security arrangements. They just don't get it. So according to Kerry's plan, the security for, East, for, for Israel's most important security border, the, the eastern border, the Jordan River Valley, he suggested that the Israeli army will maintain a presence in Judea and Samaria and that the United States will monitor intelligence on on terrorist organizations with the United States providing a technological cover, including drones, to supervise the border. Now, there's a lot of problems here. First of all, the, uh, the, the, the Israeli army presence is, is set up to have a time delimitation. In other words, they say, well, Israel can be there up until X year. And whatever, whatever year that may be, however long, it's still problematic. The other problem, one of the other problems, is, is really having an outside country, the United States, a third party, it doesn't matter, U.S., U.N., NATO, it doesn't matter. We cannot have a third party who does not have Israel's security interests as its prime motivating factor as its only motivating factor we cannot have them making decisions about security of our entire country decisions that affect our existence decisions that that if if they are mistaken can end up in israel being destroyed being wiped off the map god forbid i mean that's what we're talking about and 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 i won't even go go to the place about the reliability of the united states promises i mean ask mubarak Ask, ask Basar Assad. Ask him about uh, about red lines and chemical weapons. Ask ask some of the United States' uh, allies in Europe whether whether we want to we want to suspend the entire existence of the state of Israel of the six plus million people living here on promises of the United States, which right now happens to be Barack Obama. Who knows who it will be three years from now, seven years, 10, 11, 12, 20, who knows? Are, we, are you willing to gamble your existence on an outside third party? And then there's the issue of technology. It's, it's obvious anybody knows, anybody who's watched Homeland knows, right? The, your, uh, <laughs> the, the ultimate, the, where you get your true intelligence information to prevent terror attacks to protect your country is through assets on the ground. It's not all the technology in the world will not replace human beings that, that are there, that are present, that infiltrate the enemy, that are there, that are hearing, that are talking to people, hearing what's going on. So, so I mean, even according to Israel, the, this, the, the, the plan is a non-starter for good reasons. So, so the Palestinians for their part, rejected the proposal outright. Uh, of course, Jordan liked it. Uh, you know, but, but, but it's interesting because Israel has been, has been instrumental in providing security for Jordan. The, jo- the Jordanian state is, is rather weak. And, and if it were not for Israel's security efforts, who knows who would be in power there? And so, uh, so the, the idea of having an international NATO force was was strongly rejected by Netanyahu. So then, then allegedly the uh, the Americans came up with another 
creative idea to try and bridge the gap and that's where they came in it, it, apparently it's been leaked that uh that, that that their idea there is to initially allow the israeli army to be there but then after x amount of time they won't be allowed anymore we won't be allowed there and and that's unacceptable so the the security sources in israel completely rejected the proposal and, and the argument is that is that israel needs now and will always need complete freedom of action for our security in in the Jordan Valley. And these same security sources here also noted that, uh, that this is, it's kind of ironic that, 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 that were, were not for the fact of Israel's security presence in Judea and Samaria, the so-called West Bank, Abu Mazen's regime would be in danger itself. Now, is Israel, we pulled all our security forces out of Gaza, and so that became part under under the the aegis, the control of the Palestinian Authority. Palestinian they, they held elections, and uh, the Palestinian Authority, who took control in Gaza, where there's no Israeli army, the the terrorists, the 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 radical maniacs, Hamas. They took over. They drove Abu Mazen and the official Palestinian Authority people who, who allegedly won the elections. Who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't care what Jimmy Carter says about the Palestinian Authority elections. They, they were not exactly what, what we in, in democratic countries call free, free fair elections. But so in Gaza, Abu Mazen and the, the, the Palestinian Authority that America and Europe have come to love were driven out of there. And, and it is only by strength of the support of the Israeli army presence in Judea and Samaria that allow Abu Mazen and the so-called moderate Palestinian Authority to remain in control there. So it's, the, it's in the interest of everybody for, for Israeli forces, for the Israeli army to maintain a security presence, for there to be Jews living now and forever in the Jordan Valley. And, uh, and uh, you, know, you know, John Kerry, be damned. Alone from night to night you'll find me Too weak to break the chains that bind me I need no shackles to remind me that I'm just a prisoner of love. <laughs> Marty Roberts here, the Marty Roberts Show. If you're listening to the show via iTunes, which is a good way to listen, you know, put it on your iPod when you're running, when you're driving to work, whatever. But but that means you might not have visited the website. And our website is located at martyrobertsblog.com. You should go there. You're, you're missing stuff if you don't, and you're, you're helping me out a little bit less if you don't as well, I, I, I might add. There's stuff there to click on which can help me earn a, a little bit of a little bit of financial support for the show. There, there's buttons there where you can participate, where you can donate and, uh, and, and and help support the show. And uh, there's buttons also. You can follow me on Twitter. You can like our our Facebook page, which uh, which gives announcements, keeps you updated as to when the shows uh, come out come out and, and are available for download. And uh, we have pictures and and commentary supporting each and every show. So visit the website martyrobertsblog.com. Help us out. Tell your friends about the show too. I know we've been away for for quite some time. We had we had a long break, but we're 
we're doing them at the rate of two per week right now. I'll try and keep it up. No, no promises. And uh, and uh, the demand seems to be there, and and we love to do it. So uh, visit the website MarjoRobertsBlog.com and tell a friend. Well, speaking about uh, prisoners in, in Israeli jails, I talked a little bit in last uh, in the last show. You might want to check it out. You can download it at the website martyrrobertsblog.com. I talked about the uh, the the Palestinian prisoner day to day life in the in the Israeli prison system, and it, it 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 came out according to their own statements, their own admissions on Palestinian Authority TV. Not too bad for them there. And so, uh, in, in looking into that situation. I found an interesting, uh, an interesting piece there. There's a, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the MSNBC TV series that uh, called, called Lockup, that that they they visit various prisons in the United States. And, and last year they did a variation on that show, the, the uh, Lockup World Tour, where they went around and they looked at they looked in prisons around the world. And so the uh, they they. they the World Tour, which is a spin-off of, of that of that American series Lockup, they their their first visit to a prison in the Middle East was to the the Israeli prison system. So the the show's been on since two thousand five, and and during the World Tour, their episodes in Europe and Asia, they kind of focused on the the horrible conditions. The uh, in in a in, in a, a pretty chilling array of Cold War era. Prisons, pretty pretty upsetting stuff, but uh, quite a different note when when the show, the first Middle East episode, came and visited the Israeli prisons. I, I wanted to share with you this stuff. It's, it's pretty interesting. Almost eighteen thousand prisoners in the in the Israel prison services, thirty two facilities, with, with more than two thirds of of the convictions related to drug. Or property crimes, you know, as opposed to security, violent crimes, and so on. Jews and Israeli Arabs, but oh, oh yeah, apartheid Israel again here, right? The Jews and the Israeli Arab citizens are housed in the same facilities, exact same, same conditions. Apartheid accusers, no wrong, and eh. the uh, they're in the same facilities. In fact, they sometimes even share a cell as roommates. Uh, 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 an Israeli Jew, an Israeli Arab. The uh, I- Israel has. Uh, I mean, we have our own uh, our own fair share of, of white collar crime and auto theft. But but the national rates here in Israel for homicide, rape, and other violent crimes are are, are quite a bit lower than in most developed countries. Interesting, I, we, we, had a, we had a family member visiting uh, from America just yesterday. And, of course, like everyone, when he, when he, he told us when he, when, he, uh, when he took off to come to Israel for the first time, his, his, his family said, oh, be careful, you know, we'll go on the buses, blah, blah. And he was asking me, you know, just, well, what, what you know, exactly, like, like, what is the murder rate here? And I said, pretty low, you know. Can I know her? You know, but pretty, pretty darn low here. As are all of the the violent uh, crime rates. So, so the the hour long lockup world tour episode 
featured visits to three of the Israeli prisons, Rimonim, which is, which is our largest maximum security prison, the Neve Tirza, which is the only facility for women, and Hermon, known as, as the largest therapeutic community in Israel. So the, the, the field producers for the show interviewed inmates and staff at each prison, and, and they were their their kind of their emphasis, their eye was on explaining why the recidivism rate you know, that 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 means repeat offenders, the recidivism rate in Israel is is amongst the lowest in the entire world. You, you know, everybody knows you go to prison in, in America and most of the world, you get out. There's a good chance you're coming back in again. But but in Israel, that's not the case. So so not only does Israel maintain fewer prisoners per capita than most Western countries, but released inmates in Israel achieve high levels of reintegration into society. So apparently our prisons are actually rehabilitating criminals. The, the recidivism rates in, in, in the United States and Europe are at around 75%, three quarters, while, while the rates in Israel are, uh, are closer to 50%, as, as much as 20% lower. And the, very interesting, the Israeli prisons themselves, I mean, we suffer crowding. I mean, it seems like every prison does, but they're, uh, they're, 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 they're quite a bit less crowded than, uh, than in most countries. <laughs> I, I guess John Kerry is trying to help that situation. He's, he's supporting us here. He, want, he wants us to, we want, they want, Obama and Kerry want us to release murderers from our prison, and that, that will further alleviate the crowding situation here. So, though, it's a, he's, a, he's a good, he's, he's, he's got our interests in mind there. So, <laughs> the, but a thread running through the show, this lockup, uh, the, the, the lockup, World Tour series filmed in Israel. The in the, the a thread in the interviews was was the ability of education, skills development, and job placement to prevent the the the, the prisoners from becoming repeat offenders. The at the Hermon prison in the Galilee, all inmates agree to participate. In daily group therapy sessions, the the inmates are are housed according to their offenses, and, and prison social workers refer to them as residents, not inmates. the uh, The lockup, the TV show narrator notes that that Hermon, the prison there, lo- looks like a college campus. Looks more like a college campus than a prison, and and the 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 uh, the residents have have freedom of movement and. Uh, they and they they actually make the choice to serve their time their jail time therapeutically and the uh, in the in the only israeli prison for women neve tirza there's just over 200 inmates they, we we try not to even put women in prison unless we actually have to and the uh, the producers of the show were surprised to encounter the facilities at the prison there, including a petting zoo, a meditation room with glow-in-the-dark fish tanks. Incredible. This is a prison. The, uh, the inmates, the residents, are seen teaching each other dance, producing art, and even nursing their babies in the prison's fully equipped ward for new mothers. We don't feel we're in a prison, says a new mother as she brings her baby to meet its father during a monthly conjugal visit. Neve Tirza also boasts a rare vacation program with selected inmates receiving monthly furloughs of up to three days. The uh, women here in Israel account for uh, for only 2% 
of the of the prison population, and that's opposed to almost nine percent. In the United States, with, with most of the women here serving time for for drug related offenses, so so then then at the at the at the Rimonim prison, although although the the the, the prison maintains more than seven hundred surveillance cameras and and there's a dog patrolled perimeter fence. I mean, there's no doubt it's it's a it's a prison. It's a maximum security prison, and we don't want the bad guys getting out. But the uh, the, the episode on lockup on the TV series barely touched on on the on the prison security measures in in Israel. They 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 they, they were most captivated and presented the the warm relations that exists between the inmates and the prison officers and, and the resemblance of the prison to to a fraternity house. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm I'm thinking like I might want to get into this place here. I don't know what what do, what do you got to do to get into this joint. But the so so with 1,200 prisoners, the Rimonim allows family members to live communally. So hey, you know, a family that goes to jail together stays together. I mean, if you want, maybe you should arrange to do your crime with your wife or with your brother. I don't know. You can actually live together if you're both in prison. The the uh, actually this is more uh, apropos. To the Israeli Arab and the Bedouin prisoners here, the uh, the some of the Israeli Arab crime families share a cell of up to six people with and and the largest incarcerated Bedouin family, you know, they call them clans here, Shevet. The they, they, they uh, the largest Bedouin crime family is sharing uh, communal housing arrangements in Israeli prison boasts twenty members. In one wing of the prison, I guess you might not want to cross those guys if you happen to not be a member of the family there. But um, they, uh, the 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 families are given leeway to manage their own affairs, which which is a key factor that that contributes to pr- prison security and and the inmates' well-being, according to the Rimonim prison commander Chain Benderly. The uh, the new Inmates arriving at Rimonim, they're they're allowed to bring their clothes. They can bring appliances and, and, and other personal items with them to prison. It's not, it's not like you saw, you know, orange, the new new black. You know, they strip you down, take away everything, everything physical and and, and, and everything personal, take away your identity. Not that way here. The uh, most of the inmates actually cook for themselves in communal kitchens, and uh, and the prison staff even eat food that's prepared by the inmates can, can you imagine that can you imagine like the you know the the what, what do they call them the, the screws in, in, in american jails like like asking the, the inmates to cook them up a little chow you know they, they, they probably make them taste it first you know make sure they're not going to die from it the uh, jewish and arab inmates socialize freely with the guards they, they shake hands they trade jokes you can see this all on that on that tv show in in, in what the lockup producer kimberly greenhut called a very social and very festive environment. I feel like I'm in a hotel, says one Israeli Arab inmate as he shows the camera around a spacious cell with kitchen equipment, bookshelves, private bathroom. He says, nothing is lacking. The, Israel's prisons have earned international accolades for innovation 
in both the, the physical design and, and our rehabilitation programs. At, at the Salmon prison, which, which they didn't feature in the show, the inmates spend most of the day outside their cells. They, they have keys. <laughs> they have keys to their cells. I mean, I guess you want to lock your cell when you leave, you know, make, make sure. I mean, after all, you are, you are in prison. Those other guys might come and steal your stuff from your cell if you don't lock it when you go out. And they, they, so, so they, they have keys and they travel between the campus facilities for work, for sports, for dining. And the, the, there's a landscaped inner courtyard that's maintained by the inmates and, and it allows the visiting families to meet in a nice, like a, kind of like a park, you know, like a, a very peaceful atmosphere. In, uh, it, do, it doesn't look anything like, you know, when you, when you see in the movies, you know, the, the Hollywood, the typical prison yard scene. No, nothing like that. It looks more like a, like a literally a romp in the park. And they, so, so the, the producers of the show, of the lockup show, were, were constantly surprised by the level of coziness and the normality that was found in the Israeli prisons. The, the Israeli Arabs are, are interviewed about their lives in Hebrew with paintings of large pomegranates and Disney characters filling the walls behind them. One Israeli Arab inmate spoke about pranks that, that he pulls on the guards. Imagine this prisoner's pulling pranks on the guards, but, but listen to the pranks. They're like, uh, like, like stealing their cell phones from under their noses and returning them with a laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Can, can you imagine? I mean, I worked in a federal prison in, uh, in the United States. I worked in a maximum security federal prison as, as, as a dentist. And I, I can tell you, it, it's, it's nothing like this, my friend. Nothing whatsoever like this. Anyone would steal a cell phone from under a guard's nose there and return it with a laugh would find himself in the hole. I mean, in the hole for uh, for more than a day or two. We're talking solitary confinement there. So uh, rounding out the visits to the women's prison and, and Hermon's therapeutic campus, the uh, the lockup producers also toured Rimonim's unit for religious Jews and uh, an observant Inmates. I mean, you know, religious guys uh, commit crimes and, and go to jail too. You know, they, I mean, they look just like the you know the, the Hasidim, but they're they're in jail too, and and they they enjoy a guided Torah study and communal prayer throughout the day with with many non-observant prisoners trying to trying to get admittance to the uh, to the the the, 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 the tranquil yeshiva-like religious inmates ward. The uh, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, my, you know, my my kids describe their yeshiva, you know, the yeshiva high school, their 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 Torah Institute high school, as much more of a prison than than the actual prisons sound like. I mean, they, they, it didn't sound anything like this, and and they didn't particularly like it. I got to tell you, the. Uh, the, uh, on camera, one of the inmates, one of the religious inmates, explains the significance of a mezuzah on, on each door frame as a reminder that even prisons. Can be holy. I, I don't know if they. I didn't know. I didn't notice that if they have them on the cells or, or just on the on the regular rooms. I don't know what the halacha, what what the law about that is. So, so you know, as we see on this show, most of the international news coming from Israeli prisons has nothing to do with Torah learning or, or rehabilitation programs that 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 help the the inmates become self sufficient. The uh, all we hear about in the news is Palestinian hunger strikes. Prisoner exchanges with Hamas and, uh, and 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 of course the ongoing accusations of, of the atrocities committed in the Israeli prison. In fact, right now, in light of of, of Kerry's uh, 
decision to delay the release of the of the terrorists from Israeli jails, the, the Palestinian Authority announced they're going to international sources. They're going to the, the World Court. They're going to the UN, and they're demanding that that the UN send investigating teams and the atrocities and the the Geneva Convention is being violated and blah 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 blah. So the uh, the uh, de- but 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 in fact defying the uh, the atrocity narrative more than one convicted Hamas terrorist has been known to post on Facebook from a personal 3G smartphone showcasing an upgraded cell with soccer banners pets and stereo equipment. These are the guys screaming atrocity, bring in a UN commission. And this is document you can see you can see the pictures. I mean I mean it's not this is not hearsay, it's there. And and when not enjoying satellite Arab TV, other security inmates that use smartphones to help friends pick out clothes to bring them in prison. Forget those orange suits on on orange the new black. Forget it. They, they they can they can pick out whatever clothes they want. Have have their guests, their visitors, bring them to them. Many of Israel's five thousand Palestinian prisoners receive living stipends totaling one hundred million dollars a year from the Palestinian Authority. And, and of course, that that's only if they were convicted of violence against Israelis. A, a Palestinian security prisoner, if it's been he's in jail. Because he murdered, maimed, wounded, whatever, an Israeli gets money totaling a hundred million U.S. dollars a year from the Palestinian government, the Palestinian Authority. By the way, where's that money coming from, my friends in America and Europe? You guys pay a lot of taxes there, don't you? You've heard of the the aid, the foreign aid coming to the Palestinian Authority from the United States and Europe? Well, there there's a good chunk of it, a hundred million dollars per year. So, uh, you know, all right, you know, d- do with that as you will. The uh, inmates of all backgrounds were, were interviewed by, by lockup, and, and they appear more candid and hopeful about their future than prisoners typically encountered by the show. That's, that's what the producers noted. They save lives here. And I discovered my soul in prison are typical comments of Hermon prison inmates, many of whom are shown engaged in academic learning or, or practicing a trade. They actually, As I mentioned last show, you can actually leave prison here in Israel with a college degree. It's, it, it's not too hard. The, uh, so, so Israel's prison system owes much a, a, of its current status to improvements that were undertaken during the, the 1990s following passage of Israel's basic law for human dignity and liberty, the, the so-called rights revolution, and an activist uh, high Supreme Court, which helped to transform Israeli prisons into facilities with, with relative harmony and, uh, and ample rehabilitation opportunities, as well as, pl- as places to which fewer inmates return for second stage, much as they might want to. Apparently, the, the prison, as, as, as much as it's not such a bad place to be, they train people to, to stay the heck out of there. So, so, very interesting, very fascinating. I didn't realize that our prison system was another reason for me to be proud of my adopted country, uh, the Jewish state of Israel. But uh, qu- quite an eye opener, what 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 I what I learned about uh, on this show. Uh, an enlightened so- society is judged by the treatment of its prisoners," said uh, then Israeli High Court President Aaron Barak. The prisoner has committed a crime 
and has been punished accordingly. His liberty has been taken away, but the human essence still remains. The prison walls must not come between the prisoner and human dignity. Until next time, not in prison, Marty Roberts in Israel. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.